What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another the Breaking Barriers pod, where we're talking all things and anything basketball. I'm your co-host, GZ Hoops. Let me throw this no look over to my boy real quick. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Mark, a.k.a. Breaking Barriers Training. G and I both would like to express our appreciation for the love and support you guys have been showing. Please continue to tune in to each episode and also go follow us on IG and Twitter, both at Breaking Barriers Training and GZ Hoops. Let me finish this bucket. What's up with you, man? Let's go, Mark. Good morning. Yes, sir, brother. Another How you one. feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Tired? Oh, man. Tired ain't the word. I'm tired, bro. I'm not going to lie. Tired ain't the word. We, Al- we talk Al- about allergies better, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely better. We I'm talk not about it every episode. We old, bro. I didn't even notice until you posted that. After I seen you post, like, yeah, the allergies are crazy. I'm like, oh, he did sound all stuff. Bro, I was struggling. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, G gonna say something in the middle of the episode about my nose. Already then I start sneezing. I'm like, oh, it's really over. I be trying to turn my face from the mic. The mic still catch it. I'm like, oh, my right. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad you're feeling better, man. Appreciate um, it. But Saturday morning recording episode 73 of the Breaking Barriers pod. As always, give a shout out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the reoccurring listeners, everybody that taps in. We really appreciate it for sure. Always, man. I mean, like we always say, y'all the ones that keep us going. Y'all make it easier for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, this is just who we is now, I guess, bro. For sure. That's what <laughs> we was texting af- after the episode last week. Like, I know we've been doing it for a while now, but like, we really are podcasters. Like, no, we, we really do this. Are. Yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes we don't have the motivation to always drop an EP for everybody, even though they want to hear it. And mm-hmm. then it's like every time we drop an EP, if we feel like we get better or, you know, the transition or whatever it may be, we feel like we got a little better at it than we was. Mm-hmm. You know, it give us that excitement to do it all over again. For sure. I mean, the last, what, like three episodes and this will be the fourth, I guess. Crazy. At least I was telling you, like, I feel like it's just so much easier and more free flowing. It's more yeah. laid back. Yeah. Um, you can just tell yeah, you can just tell we're comfortable now. So it's cool. It's cool to see the growth, just like in the game of basketball. And this podcasting thing, you got to get comfortable to kind of be successful. So it's dope. Exactly. And, um, you know, we, I wouldn't say we would do We talk, we talk good, you know, for our age and to be able to communicate with others. But podcasting is different. You know, it so is. Like you, you have a normal conversation, but you can't always cut the other person off. You can't say certain stuff. Too many mm-hmm. times that I'm still trying to break, but it's <laughs> it's things you know you trying to you kind of try to learn as as you go with this podcasting, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not easy. But people say we make it look easy, so yeah. And they've been liking the more free flowing episodes, even like the shorter episodes. So right. I continue that this morning here. Um, yes, sir. Nothing too crazy for episode seventy three. I know we've been talking throughout the week a couple things we want to touch on between each other verbally and just through through the pod but as always go over a few updates with us one thing i want to ask you off rip right. i've seen you post on instagram at breaking barriers training if you don't follow bro go follow him um you put on a poll about if you would bring the merch back would people be interested in buying right yeah. well what's the what's the motive what happened the ratio was crazy i had two little haters but i ain't <laughs> of <know>. course <laughs> the one hey, my you, player if, if you don't player. have a if you don't have haters, you're not popping though. Yeah, yeah. So the one my player, so he always doing that to be funny. 
But the one I really didn't know, like he's from Slippery Rock or somewhere, I think, or even Hermitage, one of the two. I honestly don't know the kid. He just started following me out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was following him. Then he said he wasn't going to support the merch, so I unfollowed him. Had to. Had to. <laughs> just like that, straight like that. So Yeah, but I, I think the ratio was like probably 20, 25 or something to two maybe. Okay. So, I mean, it was, I mean, support was crazy. Obviously, everybody ain't see it. I mean, mm-hmm. we still got other s- social media that didn't see it, so right. Uh, um, got positive feedback though, for sure. Dope. I mean, you think you'll throw that on like Facebook, Twitter? Like, is this something really trying to push? Yeah, it's in the works. I'm, I'm right now. I'm trying to find some like real vendors or at mm-hmm. least somebody who can help me, you know, get started with the merch so I can get my money up to get to the vendors. So mm-hmm. we'll see as it go. I just, I just threw it out there just to see what I could get. Really, just to see yeah, the reaction yeah. I get. Then I got to put part of the feedback and then started getting questions. So it's like, all right, mm-hmm. now you got to start putting something into work. For sure. And that's why, I mean, we talk about it all the time here, but like people do reach out in person or through socials like, oh, we're going to get a Breaking Barriers hoodie, T-shirt, et cetera. And it's like, it's really not easy. Um, and I know we say that all the time. It's not easy. But if we want it, we got to go do it. But still, it's like we have a lot of other things going on where yeah. we can't just drop everything and go headhunting for printing presses and t-shirts and buy all this merchandise and try and flip it like it's not it's not easy it's not but easy. like and then you know it's crazy bro the first thing people hit me with is well send me your website you think if i had a website i, I would hit you off of instagram you know it's i like, know i mean i know that's the professional route but at the end of the day if i'm telling you i'm just getting started or i'm hitting you up off of instagram nine times out of ten i ain't got no website i mean shoot what the last drop was what like i mean i mean i guess technically like two this years time, ago maybe uh, i didn't really drop if you want to be technical i didn't really drop nothing like the sweatsuit i sent you oh that, yeah that was yeah. that's considered exclusive i guess because of the fact mm-hmm. i was going to drop it but i didn't get all the colors i was supposed to and right. then he messed up the logo so yeah i kind of just gave it to the people that really support you know what I mean? mm-hmm. so and I, then like the t-shirts we wore for the tournament that was this time last year but yeah, also, we didn't us. really. Yeah, that was for us. We didn't really promo it. The jerseys we got a couple couple months back. That was um, literally just because we about to start runs. So you mm-hmm. know, it's like all the stuff that really been dropped is basically exclusive. So like people see it and they like it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I don't got enough of this to you know get made, or I got to find somebody to make it right now. So it's like I'm mm-hmm. I'm in between the true lingo that people really might not understand unless they going through it. So right, I, I don't fault them. I'm. I'm happy and appreciative that people want to support but at the same time i'm not brushing you off it's i want my own merch to be able to sell too but i i gotta wait and be patient Mm -hmm. well that's the difficulty of being let's say a young entrepreneur a young business owner right i mean brand ambassador whatever you want to call it like it's not it's not something that just happens overnight and we've built a lot of the branding up over the last couple years obviously you started it, you brought me on. We've talked to a lot of other people that kind of came in the circle this far, but like, um, I don't know. It's not like we have like a big warehouse where we got workers that can just put <laughs> out clothing every couple months. Like, let's say like, I mean, honestly, even Friga, let's say like, or even people back here, bro, you know, like, yeah, it's, I mean, shoot, we don't got, let's be real. We don't got, the type of connections they got, mm-hmm. you know, like even though you might be cool with people, you know them, that don't mean they're going to give you their vendor or if they no. give you their vendor, that don't mean a vendor ain't going to charge your arm and a leg. So it's right. like, 
it's always if it ain't one thing, it's another. If it ain't that another, it's always something new that you find out about. So, um, you know, we're we growing. We ain't tripping about it. Mm-mm. We we got the merch we need. We got the real merch we need. Right. And, until then, we can support other merchants or um, mm-hmm. just wear regular clothes with regular name brands. Right. Know? I will say though, I do like when I'm wearing my stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. Me too, bro. Like, I, I, I you kind of feel a different way. Yeah, you feel like a a, a boss or something. But mm-hmm. it's like I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Besides, like when we play in our games and we had to wear Breaking Bears jerseys, I, I almost shied away from wearing a Breaking Bears because I get frustrated every now and then that I ain't able to jump it like I want to, bro. Yeah, I know. So it's like, and it's uh, it's a. Uh, but I ain't quitting though for sure. So. No, no, no. And we kind of talked about it last week too, though. It's like we wanna we wanna work hard towards the podcast, the brand, the social media stuff. But we do have a lot of other things going on in the real world that most people don't really know about unless we talk about it here. Exactly. Um, so it's like obviously this side gig for us that we want to make a bigger part of our life, but it's like, we're real. We're not, yeah, this ain't our we're main not in the focus. NBA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this ain't our main focus. We can't come and talk to you and then go work out and play basketball and, and sit down. You know, if it was and then go easy. make make a t-shirt and then go make a design and then go make a graphic and then like, I don't know, man. And I get mean, it all done in the next day, literally. I mean, shoot, some people do it and salute to y'all that do, but like, I I do need time to just sit back and relax because we're we're on the grind damn near twenty four seven. So it's like when we get that free time, you gotta just kind of ease your mind, man. What, so we like, can even have these combos. To be honest, <laughs> bro, being as busy as we be, I look back and it's like you can't even detox it really, mm-hmm. if it, if that makes sense. Because it's like you you doing what you're doing, but then by the time you look up, it's the end of the week. But then guess what? You right back to doing what got you to where you was this past week, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, you just, you keep going, you keep pushing brick by brick. Mm -hmm. Um, You never know who you're going to run into or meet or do anything with, but it's just like, for now, we, like you said, we're facing reality. We got to work jobs on top of doing our extracurricular activity outside our job. Mm -hmm. And it, it takes a toll, man. And and for people who do merch, a lot of them don't do what we do as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of easier for them to go focus on that. And, um, you know, be entrepreneurs. So, you know, like you said, shout out to them. But we face a reality. We work. We work kids out. We mm-hmm. try to work out our own selves just to stay afloat. Um, trying to get this merch stuff. Because just because G in Baltimore don't mean he ain't helping or we ain't communicating about stuff. Mm-hmm. This ain't mm-hmm. all just me. So I'm not going to sit here, take it like it's just I'm moving by myself. I got people who helping me. Actually, it ain't easy. But, um, yeah, bro, you know, it's a grind. But people just got to understand. For some real? things is for some things is for <clears throat> people, and then that's why you you notice all the hoopers and even Frigga got a lot of people on their team because this is stuff they won't have to worry about unless something like it won't drop or won't come out or you know a mistake happened where they got to worry about it then. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's you. like anything in life; you need a solid foundation to grow yourself. So it's like you can't those people that are like, "I'm gonna put my head down and work for myself." Yeah, like you'll. You'll get far, but you can only get so far alone, to be honest. So mm-hmm. it's like you got to have that group where obviously in the basketball world, which we're touching on all the time, right? Five guys on the court, five spots on the court, move with and without the ball. You got to work together. But on the flip side of things, in the the content creation, entrepreneurship, lifestyle, you got to have people in your corner that are both supporting 
and keeping it real with you in the sense and, of yep, like, yep. yeah, like if, if that shirt's cool, yeah, I'm a cop that. If it's not cool, not nah, like I'm gonna let you know, maybe not push that motive type thing. Exactly. And that's all it is at the end of the day is having somebody real in your corner and being real with yourself too, though. Mm-hmm. Like people get the difference between confidence and then lying to yourself. You Facts. Know, confidence isn't really lying to yourself. Confidence is <clears throat> making yourself understand that you can do more than you think you can do. Lying to yourself is telling yourself that's something that you know in reality ain't going to happen. Maybe right in that sense, ain't going to happen. And you lying to yourself mm-hmm. just to get by, maybe because you don't want to face reality or also because you're trying to build that confidence. But I just feel like when you let reality sit in, but then you still grind, that makes it easier because you could break barriers that you don't know that you necessarily going to break. Mm-hmm even though you was being real with yourself. And then you could also go and get the little goals that you set to achieve. So right, it's a give and take. <clears throat> yeah, I was listening to Marcellus Howard's podcast this week too, the Backyard Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, he was touching on – he was talking to one – the guy he had on, he's another up-and-coming influencer, creator type thing in the basketball world. And they were talking about merchandise, ironically. Mm-hmm. And – Marcellus, who he has like two, three million subscribers on YouTube, multiple hundreds of thousands followers on a couple different accounts on different social media platforms. But he was saying like, just because you hit a certain number goal of subs or followers, that doesn't instantly mean drop merchandise and drop something you're trying to like give out to the world in the sense that if you don't have that solid like true fan base or people that are actually going to rock with you you're not going to benefit from it so why are you even trying to push the motive and it's like we don't have the biggest followings like 10k 20k type stuff on different platforms and obviously we have our real fans that we know in person right but and that's why we would push stuff like that because we know those type people would actually support right well i'm not just going to make like 200 plus shirts and sweats and all that stuff. And then we only sell like five. And then I end up having to wear every one of them and then mm-hmm. wait till I get fat. No, no, uh, nothing to the people who big, but wait till I, my personally, myself have to get fat to go to the next size mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically make sure that I wear all 200 or however many I didn't sell. Right. You know? And that makes sense, bro. And, and if you look at it for real, for real, it's like, um, you can have all them followers, and that don't mean they support you or that they're even paying attention. Right. They can just follow because you was the trend for the moment. Mm-hmm. Or a friend told them to follow so that way they could try to get this shout out you're doing. It's exactly. always a twist of something. You know, like, and one thing I noticed on, about followers is the more followers the person got and eyes is on them, everybody else want to follow to see what that's about. Or follow just to say they follow. Yep. So, so, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And you just gotta, you gotta know, like, when the right time is to do everything and mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like the stuff we dropped was beneficial like everybody needs hoodies you know mm-hmm. so um, i love i love them hoodies bro right when it gets cold those are the only two hoodies i really wear <laughs> and they, they is warm bro mm-hmm. i don't know what type of whatever material he had but that when i make hoodies that's who i definitely you know rock with but you know like we drop hoodies we drop shirts that's mm-hmm. stuff people wear so like that was stuff that was selling and getting around but it was like you know after a while it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if there ever is a goal of how many you want to sell and stuff, but it's like you want to make enough so you can get it out there, but then you also want to sell out so you could mm-hmm. 
kind of know that your stuff is wanted. For sure. If anything, to kind of sum up the whole conversation, merch will be coming, right? But it's then just it works. yeah, you just gotta let let Mark and everyone and myself just kind of figure it out. And I mean, at the end of the day, too, we at least gotta get some new stuff for ourselves because we gotta rock what we we really promote, you know. Sure. <laughs> so that that's smooth, that's easy. But we'll we'll get some stuff for the people that truly truly support. And if you do want merchandise, obviously tap in with Mark or myself, and we can. Help get happen, that, man. yeah. Help get that to you for sure. But uh, I got a question for you too, G, because they yeah. asked me. They said, "Why ain't we?" Obviously, I wear mine because I'm in the league, though. But uh, they, I think it was Ike too. By the way, they said, "Why don't we wear our jerseys more?" Like it's our own uh, jersey. Yeah, I mean, like I guess for me, like right now, I have a game at twelve thirty. Just like I have the same exact schedule as last Saturday. Record the podcast, game at twelve thirty. I have a part in mass at four o'clock. Just kind of always running around, but. Like in my league today, we are we wear black shirts. It's through that Volo City Sports. That's the name of the the kind of league. Um, so like I guess I could throw the Breaking Barriers jersey over top, but like I don't want to be that guy where everyone's wearing the black Volo T-shirt and I'm randomly wearing a jersey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't really like to stand out like that, truthfully. But I mean, I should wear it more just from like the day to day perspective. I mean, if you look at it, bro, like uh, NBA players wear their own, mm-hmm. you know. They do. And it's ours. I know. I'm looking at mine right now, bro. I, I always keep it. It's hanging on my bedroom door. Yeah. So, like, when I, when I close the door, I see it. When I open it, that's, like, what kind of what I see. Like, I grab it type thing, pause. But, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? Listen, why not wear it like, like it's LeBron James or somebody's jersey? I should, bro. Maybe I, I might pop out to the gym tonight in it, bro, or today. Gotta honestly, get more videos in it, like content. Honestly, videos. I'm gonna wear it tomorrow. Cause remember, Tim's hosting that open run tomorrow, two to four p.m. If anyone's interested out in the Baltimore area, hit me up, hit Tim up. Um, I'm about to rock that tomorrow. I'll yes, speak sir. it into existence, bro. Yes, sir. And speaking of Baltimore, bro. So, you know, I talked to Kilo. Oh yeah. We moving somewhere, so he mm. said as long as it's before his birthday, he can make it out there. Okay. Word. Because we'll definitely get next that month, Next month, the twentieth. Okay, we'll definitely get that situated then. Because like I said, open run tomorrow with Tim, see how that goes, and then kind of base when and where we're going to do it off that. Because, I mean, a lot of the guys that are going to go tomorrow would probably be the people that show up when we're out here too, whether it's outside or inside. So For sure. They go for a circle. So that's exciting for sure. We move it somewhere with the combo. Mm -hmm. Low-key might have to get a nap or at least give him a T-shirt type stuff. I was thinking that, bro. I was thinking that, but then I was like, could I get one that fast? Yeah, especially with, I mean, back home, for you guys that are listening, you know, we use one vendor, Miss Phillips. She's, she's been good to us for sure. Makes some great merchandise for us. But um, it's football season now and back to school season. So a lot of the schools around that smaller area are tapping into her. So she's probably busy as heck. Yeah. So – it's not an easy – I know it sounds like, oh, it's just one shirt, but trust me, like, in that area, she's moving a lot of material to different places all throughout Mercer County. Yeah, and it's not easy. So I'm not going to sit up there and, you know, try to make nothing up. She's she moving, like G said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like bro, I was just looking at her. She's moving, bro. And it's to the point where she didn't bought her family in to work. That's awesome, though. Yeah. 
on top of having people like work the desk, little stuff like that. So mm-hmm. she's definitely like busy, but we definitely do got to get him something because mm-hmm. you know he want that number three on his back too. <laughs> so, you got to give it up, yo. Uh, uh-uh, it's a toss up. <laughs> he, he gonna have to wear like three point five or some stuff nah. in, between, in between us. <laughs> nah, but nah, I, you know, to be honest with you, bro. I got a mm-hmm. phone call in between, so. Oh, you're good. It's not like broken out. But um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about getting shirts made because um, Ike ain't got one either. But he got oh, a jersey. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, we probably ain't going to wear the jerseys out there, but at least get a T-shirt. Because I think Ike got a Breaking Barriers T-shirt. But it's Low like, key. It'd be cool if we all had, like, a different Breaking Barriers shirt on. You know what I'm saying? Some people are like, oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? And we're like, oh, it's all the same brand. It's all the same. Different logos type. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hard. I do got. I mean, my my sister, my sister in law do do uh, merch now. I'm gonna see what she could work with. We just lost our family member uh, two days ago. Oh man, I, I saw yeah. your post. I didn't get to personally ask you, but yeah, I'm sorry so, about that, man. That's all good. Obviously, prayers yeah. your way. You already know. Yep. So we trying to cope with that. So I, obviously, she'll be dealing with that. But if we mm-hmm. could, we could try to wrap things up. Not wrap things up. We ain't gonna rush it, but if mm-hmm. we could, um, you know, learn to deal with it a little more as days go on, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what she could do because uh, she definitely do do merch now. Sweet, sweet. So we, we can see what's up with that for sure. But let's go, man. Yeah, it's all, it's all moving. So that's what we're consistent with the uploads. We're consistent with posting across our socials, kind of, and we're making moves to have you guys come out this way. It's gonna, gonna be a good like month. Yeah, I guess you, you could say. You just gave me an idea. I got huh. it's crazy too because I got multiple logos. Uh, so you saying you know bring uh different colors? I mean different shirts. That's that's the idea. No, that's dope. Because then, like I said, then people are like, oh, what what is that? And you can be like, oh, it's the Breaking Barriers brand. And then like another dude walks on the court. Oh, what's that? Oh, this is also the Breaking Barriers brand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then like, and so we don't look too like uniform. <laughs> yeah, like we literally planned that for a simple run. Right. We got We got to pop out like low-key but people are still still looking at us type stuff you know jesus mm-hmm. gave me an idea yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. let's go um i did want to say too i seen it was on your snapchat story little man watching that throwback game was that yesterday or the day before yesterday that's 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 scared me bro man so he's locked in so he's about basketball just i want you to at least just touch on that for a moment like how how you felt seeing him that engage and just like kind of enjoying the game that obviously you love too it's crazy because it's like obviously uh i talked about it all the time like i want him to play any i want him to do anything he wanted to do obviously mm-hmm. to be happy but obviously we want him to play basketball that's us so like he was always around basketball in his mom's stomach like she was always at a practice she was always at a game like mm-hmm. one time she was sitting in the stands and i yelled at one of the players and she said he started jumping in her stomach like like it was crazy so like it was like a coincidence at that time and then like he came out and um you know he would always kind of watch the tv but he was younger at the time so i'm like obviously he just see the colors he looking but as he started getting older bro like every time basketball was on or he hear basketball he stopped in his tracks and it's like to see him watching that yesterday and it had Kobe and all the minute and to see him like just actually locked in mm-hmm. i was like this is crazy like I see he gonna be engaged in basketball, 
and he mm-hmm. all, he only ten months, bro, and he could already lift a men's basketball over his head and like throw it. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is pass this? first, pass first, bro? Like he 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 picked up the NBA ball and threw it to his brother. Like mm-hmm. obviously his brother was a little ways in front of him, but how old's he now? He's six. He's about to be seven. So he he's about to months. be hooping in like a a bigger Pretty environment soon. now soon. Yeah, which he was is in crazy. The, he was in the widest past year. Mm-hmm. His team was undefeated. He mm-hmm. was he was killing. Um, but yeah, we'll probably put him in there a little longer, um, and then we'll see what's up with like as far as uh, grade school or if they got anything for his grade. And if not, we'll probably just start traveling with him. I got to mm-hmm. get him in the gym more. He don't. He wanted them cats that want to sit in the house and play the game. <laughs> but, you know, we work it toward it. For sure. He's young. He's young. Yeah. Um, when he gets to be, like, nine, yeah. I know that's still young, but, like, that's when you start to really kind of, see like, dive deep into the bag. And, yeah, this is what I like and this is what I want to do type stuff. Exactly. Um, and I be trying to tell people, too, because, they, you know, they see me. So, they, oh, you're good. So, your son is automatically supposed to be good. Your stepson's automatically. Well, yeah, that's that's how you look at it. You would think, like, yeah, he get a chance to work out with me 24-7, but I don't push him in basketball because I don't want him to hate it before he even understands. Yeah, exactly. So I try to tell people, I, I'll let him come to me and tell me he want to start working out. Every mm-hmm. now and then he asks to come to the gym with me during a workout, and I'll bring him. But mm-hmm. five minutes later, can I go home? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's just – that's the attention span of a, exactly. a young guy. <laughs> exactly. So you know, I'm not, I'm not forcing it, but to see my son locked in, bro, it was scary because like it wasn't like I he was locked in. I record him and I turn it off and he stopped. Like he sat there for a good 20 minutes mm-hmm. and watched like the first 20 minutes, and then he jumped down and started crawling. But I'm like, dang, bro, like <laughs> he's watching the ball go back and forth. Then mm-hmm. my ball is sitting beside him. He got his arm wrapped around it and like holding it. And I'm like, bro, this is scary. Like, nah, because I knew he was locked in. If you had, if you had the time to take out your phone, open Snapchat, start recording, and he was still watching the screen, like <laughs> he, he was really, in. yeah, like he was really in. Like, <laughs> and I turned the camera, turned it back on him. He ain't budge, and I'm like, and for you to say that, bro, now I know I'm not tripping because. I was like, it, maybe I'm looking too far into it. Maybe nah. he was like watching, but bro, he was really locked in. I was, it was scary because I mean, obviously yeah, he my son, but that, that gave me a flashback because that's how I used to be. It's mm-hmm. crazy, and it's, I mean, I'm still him obviously, but at that age, young, like he's understanding and he's very intelligent for his age. For sure, it's crazy. Nah, that was really cool to see, man. That was cool to see. Yeah. Um, one more quick thing. From my last week, like million basketball games transitioning into this week, it happened again. <laughs> Played Tuesday night, late as heck. Wednesday, I was telling you I got invited. At least I thought this story is weird as heck. Well, I thought weird. this super. dude invites me to a league on Wednesday night. He invited me last Wednesday too. I said I couldn't go. He kept texting me again. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to just show up so he stops reaching out to me type thing. Not to be rude, but, you know. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to see what it was like. It was in like northern Baltimore, like past downtown. I never been out that way, to be honest. Okay. It was at this private school, super big campus. Like I pull into this campus and like there's a big soccer clinic going on. Tennis courts are popping. Like I said, private school, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the heck am I? I'm texting this dude, like, where's the gym? 
he calls me saying like he got tied up with his kid at school. He's not going to be there, but he let his buddy know I'm popping up. I'm like, okay. I find the gym. I and talk that's to when him. the awkward begins, by the way. Yeah, I, I go. I find the gym. This guy's standing outside, firm handshake, like kind of an older guy, nice guy. But I'm like, all right, man, nice to meet you. Like the game starts at seven, right? He's like, oh, game? No, this is just a, a pickup. We we host pickup here every Wednesday night, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's cool. Whatever. I just don't know why this dude said it was a game. <laughs> when I'm in real leagues. <laughs> but I'm like, all right. So walk in, nice gym, one floors, everything like that. But then as guys start trickling in, it's just like all these like real like like fine-tuned like business type white guys. I'm going to just say that. Like a lot <laughs> different than I'm used to, to be honest, from Farrell, Baltimore, that kind of thing. Right. So long story short, it was just a lot different style of basketball that I've played in a long time. Very, very pass cut, move the ball, move without the ball proper spacing, like back screens, everything. So, I mean, it was a good testament to make sure I still know how to play that style of basketball. But it was just funny in the sense of, like, if I did get the ball and I did want to hit, like, a two-dribble combo, get to the rim, I could pretty much do that every play because they don't <laughs> they don't play like that, you know? So, so, question, could you see yourself going back? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it was free, so like, I'm I'm cool for a free run, free workout. It was a good sweat for sure. But like, I mean, if you look at it, those are your cones to work on your little combos. Like, you yeah, said, the combos was, you can't necessarily get all up in your league. It's just if it was a little closer, I would definitely go back. But like, and if I wasn't playing Tuesdays, Saturdays, Sundays, yeah. So, so I, don't I mean, know. that sounds crazy to play Tuesday then go to a run Wednesday. Yeah, because that's what we're like. I'm like, I can play a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's like a 40-minute game, I can I can do that. But once it was just continuous run, like, my team didn't lose. We was there for, like, a little over two hours. So, like, Thursday, I was exhausted. But it's just, it is what it is. Like we were saying last week, it's hard to say no yeah. to these invites and these runs. And realistically, bro, like, what else will we be doing? <laughs> exactly. Just sitting around, like, I don't know. And then, you know what? You would have somehow found your way to the park. Some. Or or at least go to the gym, like go work out, yeah. like lift little weights type stuff. But I don't know. Sum it up, like we're always trying to improve. That's that's kind of what we're doing. But I do want to say high school football starting up. What's uh, some advice you got for multi-sport athletes? So the basketball players that are playing football or not just football, soccer, cross country, anything in the fall sport realm. Lock in on your first sport. I mean, I, it don't matter if it's not your sport or your mm-hmm. main sport. You want to go to college for you. You playing, you know. So lock in. You gotta, you gotta give your teammates everything you got if you're gonna sign up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, cause that's that's one thing I always hated in high school. Like, well, like I'm I'm not technically a football player to some guys, even though I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, oh, well, I'm not a football player, so I'm just ready for basketball. Like, well, don't right. play. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like play. that mindset either. I hate that mindset, you know, so just lock in on whatever you plan and give it y'all like you're going to give your favorite sport. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I think playing multiple sports definitely gives you an advantage in the sense that, one, you don't get bored with your quote-unquote primary sport. Two, you learn different just like tactical skills in different movements and different sports that you can carry on to your, like I said, quote-unquote primary sport. Right. Like, I played soccer in high school, and I feel like a lot of what I learned from soccer 
translated crazy to basketball and allowed me to move a little differently than most guys because it's just type of biomechanically planned movements, you know? For sure. And I don't know. I, I like that you brought that up, though, because, like, I would joke, like, yeah, I'm, like, the basketball player on the soccer team, but I was a soccer player. Like, I, I did very much enjoy soccer, and I, I locked in on soccer when it was soccer season, and then when basketball came, I was ready to hoop. Exactly. So it's like you can't be like, eh, I'm just out here to stay in shape or I'm just out here to be with my buddies or whatever. Like, no, nah, like if you if you put that uniform on, you got to you got to give it your all in that current moment. It's only right, bro. And then and to be honest with you, I feel like other sports you can see for the main players, like the star players of that sport and just um, other sports, period. You can see how they go on about carrying their confidence, you mm-hmm. know, because like I, I used to feel like in basketball, if I'm watching football players who got to get hit every play, somehow still muster up the confidence. Like Hawk, for instance, that's my mm-hmm. my guy. Mm-hmm. He was a running shout back. Shout out, bro. You know, shout out, bro. He was like, tough. You know, you're a running back, but you you're a small dude. But every play, you 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 trying to find a hole to hit. You trying to find that play, that breakout play to to not get hit. So you know, little stuff like that. But to see his confidence instilled, and to see the work he would put in day in and day out, and summer nights, and just to see how dedicated he was, that made me love my craft a little more because I'm like, if this dude could get up every day and get hit and feel like he got a concussion and still go on, I'm not taking as much contact. So why can't I be in there? You know, like, just mm-hmm. little stuff like that. So you, you you tend to see the confidence that people flare off and how they, you know, carry themselves. And then you tend to want to carry that because you already got that confidence. Sometimes you just got to see others to bring it out of you. Mm-hmm. And even speaking to him, like like you said, he was a hard-nosed football player. And that directly translated to what he did on the basketball court, too. Man. Lockdown defender, very athletic, very quick. But he had that mentality of, like, I don't really care who's in front of me. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a stick you. I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to help my team win. And this so, is my sport, too, by the way. Right. <laughs> so it's like if you, if you play football, if you play soccer, cross-country, whatever you're doing in the fall – do what you got to do, succeed at what you got to do in that sense, and carry it over into your winter sport if it is basketball. I mean, whatever you do, you just got to be great at it. There's no reason to kind of go 50% in anything in this life. So it's like you got to just keep going and keep working until you succeed at exactly. all different levels. Exactly. And then I'll say this, and then we can hit commercial break. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could pop back in and um, you know, talk about it for a few more minutes. But mm-hmm. um, you don't have to be the star at everything you do. Right. So you can literally find that little niche that you is good at. So say you play soccer and you can't kick or run down up and down the field worth nothing, but you can be that goalie. Exactly. That's a key factor, you know, or, you know, you you ain't the best dribbler, but you can shoot. Mm -hmm. Man, listen, find your niche and go do that and be great. Mm -hmm. For sure, bro. For sure. We're going to hit this commercial break. We right back in. Yes, sir. We back, brother. <laughs> yeah, sure, I, I, sure. I, just took it. <laughs> I figured, I figured. I'm like, this is taking a little too long to pop back in. <laughs> All good, man. All good. Oh, man. Yeah, we back, bro. But yeah, man, you know, like we were saying, you know, just find that niche you're good at, mm-hmm. you know, and just be, be great at that. Because I feel like, you know, bro, that's how you get a better experience too, to bond with others besides just, you know, your normal teammates you're used to playing sure. basketball with or things like that. I feel like that's how you're able to bond and gain more friends and maybe gain more respect for the athlete who is the star of that team. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, 
I never played soccer, so I never really was interested. But like when I would play it in in gym class or outside or something, and I'd see the person like I went to school with who was really good at that, I would gain mm-hmm. a certain type of respect because you know they might think basketball stupid, or they exactly. might you know they might want to learn how to dribble the ball like I might want to dribble the ball in soccer. So you know mm-hmm. it's just little things like that you learn to gain respect because everybody's good at something, but you don't always gotta be the best at it. You right, can, you can learn from the best. I like that. Yeah, because I feel like that's what shies a lot of people away from playing multiple sports, too. Yeah. Because, like, they might be the guy in football, but they don't want to be a reserve or, like, a fourth or fifth option on the basketball court. Where it's like, as long as you're helping that team win, man, like, that's really all that matters. And I promise you, a lot of college scouts look for what you do yeah what you do outside of your your niche or your primary sport if you are a hooper and you're getting recruited for basketball obviously they're going to be looking at your grades but they also want to see your other extracurriculars what clubs are you in in school what other um, athletics do you participate in are you in any sort of like charitable events on campus that kind of stuff so like exactly and we're not you gotta you you gotta gotta do more yeah, and we're not saying that if you become a multiple sport athlete that you're automatically going D1 because mm-hmm. there's guys back here. And Living places. proof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there's guys back here who literally just played basketball and still went D1. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, to each his own. But you, sure. like, like G said, coaches definitely love to see that you are doing stuff in the community and that you're playing other sports because it shows that you're agile, it shows you're athletic. Mm-hmm. It, it tells them that they're for sure getting um, a competitor. You know, just mm-hmm. little, little things like that. So, I mean, um, yeah, man, just lock in on something. I, play, so I played football, bro. Like I said, I'm an athlete. I could, Like, I'm really good at sports because my uncles was. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got it from them. It's like, and they trained me to just be able to play every sport. But it's like, I played football, but I played with heart. I didn't have to be the star. But right. I was cool with being the Robin because – they didn't pay attention to me. Whereas right. when I play basketball, Hawk is cool with being a robber because they don't pay attention to him. You exactly. Know? So, so, like, he gained more respect for me because when I got injured my senior year, he had to carry most of the load as mm-hmm. far as being the guard, um, being more of a leader. Off the ball. All that. He had to be a leader on the mm-hmm. court. He had to be able to do the things I did, you know, and he already knew what it was like just being an athlete himself. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, me going down and him trying to fill the void and do that, he's seen and gained more respect. And I already knew what it was like for football because I played quarterback, so you got a lot of expectations on you. And you know, it is what it is. I know. So, when I played football, I was a quarterback, and I didn't. Both years I played football, I went out to play wide receiver because I honestly didn't want the ball. I was that <laughs> kid. I was just trying to chill. <laughs> and I was just playing football just to try it. Right. And then both years, they ended up moving me to quarterback because I could throw and I could run. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that level, you don't really have to throw that much anyway, right? So it's Bro, like – playing some crazy competition, though. You man, we were, fire we were getting killed. We were getting killed. Every game. <laughs> That's what made me stop playing football, bro. Well, the thing was, man, I mean, me and you were like the same. Like, we were like five foot, 100 pounds soaking wet at that point in our lives, you know? What? I played so, bitches all the way up until ninth grade. You're right. So it's like, like when high school came, I was like, nah, like I am not trying to get uh, t- like a 12th grader to coming come, down the middle man. and I'm randomly under center just 
waiting to get hit. Like I'm, I wasn't about that. Yeah, you can say I was scared or not. I don't even care. I went to be a four-year letter letterman in soccer. I'm smooth. I'm cool with that. <laughs> listen, so. I ain't even gonna, listen, bro. I played because first of all, I I started late. I played football. I started when I started. My boys was already on midgets, so I never played peewees or none of that. You know what I mean? So I played my first year of football was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So I played midgets sixth, seventh, eighth, and like normally when you used to do that, everybody would be like, oh, are you scared? Oh, you ain't playing right. middle school. So I played a year in ninth grade because we ain't pl- we ain't played JV or varsity in ninth grade. We had our own ninth grade football team. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let me go out. I'll, I'll play. I wasn't even gonna. Matter of fact, I take it back. I wasn't even gonna play, bro. The coach called me every day in the summer. I heard you. I heard you play quarterback. I heard you pretty good, man. Like, I and I mm-hmm. swear to God, I'm not doing this to pipe myself up on this podcast. People was listening because <laughs> I really didn't care to play. The right. coach called me every day though. Oh yeah, yeah, we want you to play quarterback. So I finally come out. I play, bro. Played ninth grade football. Never again. I was like, I'm not playing next year. It wasn't about getting hit like by nobody older. I'm just like, bro. I proved my point that I ain't scared to play against guys mm-hmm. our age or that's bigger. But, bro, <laughs> I felt like I should have just stayed and prepared for basketball. No, it was that was a different time too. Like, that's how it was. Like, I remember at St. Joe's, the Kennedy coach coming. And being like all eighth graders who are trying to play football next year come down to the cafeteria type stuff to like promote it. Mm-hmm. I didn't go. And then I got called down to the office like an hour later. I was a good kid, never got called down to the office. So I'm like, what the heck's going on? Right. The football coach is there and the same thing. He's like, why didn't you come down? We want you to play quarterback. I'm like, no. And it's like, that's just, I don't know. <laughs> you, you know what you're supposed to do. Like, I knew I wasn't meant to play football. So why bro, would I go out there and play football? Right, bro. And then the thing about this, they had me play quarterback my ninth grade year. Then the coach got changed, which was wild. Um, coach Fromm got uh, let go. And then they brought on Coach Wildman. No, actually, Fromm was there, and he wanted me to play. But then I told him no, and he understood. And then – Coach Wildman came uh, our junior year. They mm-hmm. they hired him, I think, during basketball season or something like that. And he just kept talking to me going into the senior year. You sure you want to play football? You sure you want to play football? Right. Bro, Tim, bro, he pulls me out of class. No coach ever pulled me out of class for to talk to me unless I, <laughs> you know, like we was about to leave or something. Bro, he pulls me out of class, history class, talking about he saw me playing in the basketball game. And he saw how I was in a diamond trap and how I was reading things. And he wanted me to come play cornerback. I'm oh like, oh, hell no. First of all, I ain't played football since ninth grade. That sounds like, like a movie, like a Disney Channel movie, you know? Bro, he said, how many? Listen, G, I swear to God. And once again, this is on my son life on the Bible. I'm not exaggerating. He said, how many players from Sharon went D1 basketball? I said, I don't know, but I could be one of the ones if I really put in the work. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm putting in, I'm, I'm confident. I'm talking, but I'm talking, like, give off that. Like, I ain't really feeling football. So he like, well, how many connects do your coach got? I got Michigan. That's the first person you threw. Of course, we know you got Michigan. Marlon Jackson went there. Yeah. So so he like, well, I got this person. I got that person. He said, I guarantee you, you can at least go D1, D2 for um, corner for college football if you work with me. And, um... You could change your family life, maybe. I'm like, man, no. It's not no year. I would not be that good. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not about to go out here and get baked. When I played corner in ninth grade, teams barely threw it. And I missed hella tackles because I'm not physical like that. Right. I got a couple <laughs> interceptions because I, I could play the ball. Yeah, I'll play right. the ball. 
but I'm not locked in to play no routes. No, nah. sorry. Yeah. I, it's different, again. man. So, you it's know, different. It, it was like that, but, man, bro, if, looking back at it, I maybe should have played football just to experience it with my guys and just, you know, a different mm-hmm. experience. But mm-hmm. at that time, I was solely focused. So, mm-hmm. you know. It, Which there's nothing wrong with that either. So that's the thing, too, like. If you are a multi-sport athlete, if you're preparing for your fall season right now, attack it head-on. If you're not playing a fall sport, you better be working towards that winter sport right now so you're ahead of those guys that will be joining you after their fall sports too. Exactly. And you should be head up over them. Mm-hmm. That's like, what I always was like. When I would come from soccer to basketball, because sometimes I would pop out during soccer season, just go to an open gym or whatever, just so I wasn't horrible coming into the real regular season. And, like, in my mind, I'm like, there's no reason I should be handling handling the ball better than you, shooting better than you, doing these little things than you if you've been coming here for how many weeks while I've been on the soccer field training my ass off. And my thing is – well, my, now my thing, I, I want to ask a question. So, okay, you said that, right? Do you think you should maybe be in more shape, though, being that you're running a football field compared uh, to a basketball court? Or do so, you still think they should be in shape at that time? My stamina, like long longevity, like long distance stamina, was way above everyone, every every winner based off soccer. But I will say, like when we was doing line drills and like sixteens, like legit sprints, mm-hmm. they should be, or the football guys really should be in the best shape because they play that stop and go type right. practice or gameplay. Or I was just running continuously in soccer, so like. My stamina was there, but my, like, fast twitch-type movements, it took me a couple weeks to kind of build up that tolerance. But, yeah, it's uh, – like I said, you, you there's pros and cons to playing different sports, and there's different kind of aspects that you can take into other sports, but some things you need to just kind of tackle head-on. Yeah. I mean, honestly, more of the story, too, is if you're really an athlete – you should be in – in the summertime, you should be in semi-shape if you're a basketball player and you're mm-hmm. not going to play another sport. Mm-hmm. You should be in semi-shape because y'all should be going into playing fall league. Right. Uh, mid-football season. So, you should be in some type of shape mm-hmm. going into basketball season already. If you're not, then you're not putting in no work. That's and on that's you. Why, that's why we try trying to tell the youngins here so they look at me like we're crazy. But it's like me and Ike about to start a program at the school at Farrell. Let's go. Seven eighth graders. Um, first couple weeks of school, y'all got y'all a little fun because that after that month of school starts, we want to see the grades and we working out. All the people that ain't playing football, y'all in the gym. You can't miss open gym. You gotta be there. Uh we want we wanna see your court cards. We wanna see uh we wanna talk to your parents, how you how you how you acting at home, all that. So this mm-hmm. is for the seven and eighth graders that's playing basketball like we locking in because last year we had open gym with them, bro, and it was like we lo- we we locked in too late as right. far as everything. But we was trying to fill it out. I mean, that was a big jump for me going from four, fifth, and six to now yeah. seven, eight. And it was your first year at that program, right? Exactly. So I'm getting the feel of the kids. I'm getting to know them. Ike knew them a little more, but he was never a head coach solely. So you know, we was getting the feel for him. But we started open gym once the kids got done with football. But not this year. The football kids gonna come once they done with football because we want them to solely lock in on football. Now, mm-hmm. if you come to the gym and the football coach give us permission to let y'all shoot around and practice, you ain't. 
Right. But you got to go hard. You're not about to have speed because you just got done with football practice. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as the kids that ain't playing football, we locking in with them this year because we want them to have the fundamentals down. We want the guys that was gonna be on the bench to be able to come in, and we feel like you another starter. Mm-hmm. And we definitely in shape because we have Farrell. We they know him for pressing. Mm-hmm. We got to be able to play some defense, bro. So mm-hmm. uh, that's how that's how it is, man. That's like that's how championship programs are built from the ground up. So that's gonna that's gonna move Farrell into even, an even better situation for the years to come at the high school level. So. Yeah, it's exciting. That's what it's about, man. Bro, and that that player coaches game we played in. <laughs> oh my god. Oh bro. yeah. I, I'm not even gonna keep talking about that, but just to speak on like what Farrell got coming up. Last year we played them. Their IQ was horrible. They suck. <laughs> we <laughs> like their IQ suck. Like this is what Coach Lowe told them to their face. Mm-hmm. Like especially at the summertime, he's like, "Your IQ suck." All right, so, bro. Before, one quick, one quick thing. Next episode, let's have him on. That's a busy man. I know. He just went through some um, family stuff, too. So. Okay, okay. Well, in the next, like, month, I will say, speaking into yeah. existence, yeah. we got to get him on before the season starts. Because once the season starts, obviously, that's a no-go, right? But Yeah. But, continue. But, but his season already still started. Bro. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, the, the official schedule type yeah. stuff. Yeah, I got you. You know what but, I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I, we'll try to make that work for sure. Because, um. You know, I'd be talking to him right now and then, but, like, we both be so busy. We both supposed to been do something. So, I'm going to definitely make that work by the – at least, if not a month, by the time season come around. For sure. But um, he told him last year, like, y'all suck. Yo, we're going to blow y'all out. We, bro, we beat them. Listen, I'm going to keep it real with you real quick. We we played – we have practice open gym with them the night before the game. Mm-hmm. We basically showed them without telling them everything we were going to do in the game the night before. Do you know we literally come out in front of the crowd, do the same thing, and they don't they don't even catch on that we was doing this the night before. <laughs> like, like, bro, we beat them by like 20. This year, fast forward, bro, they got damn near the same team back, a couple people going, and we beat them by two. Like, yeah, we took it a little easier than we did last year. But they was ready this year, and they've grown a lot, both physically and mentally over the last year, from playing under you guys, Coach Lowe, Pat, Queese, everybody. Bro, they, they learn how to hit some jump shots a little bit. They still can't shoot. <laughs> but a lot of them is football Part players. of the breakfast club. Yeah, yeah, they need to be. And mm-hmm. I, that's another thing I'm going to start doing too is I'm going to start getting off of work. And um, we're not getting off of work, but I'm going to start trying to train, like get with the um, high school guys too and get them in the gym early. Mm-hmm. You know, like do little workouts with them so they can stay polished for the season. But, um, you know um, – they was able to hit more jump shots this year. And just overall, the game was more better. And then the, the the couple guys we coached last year came up and they some young dogs. They was getting in the game. Hey, gee, soon they was getting in, I was subbing out. <laughs> they was fresh legs. And I was like, man, listen, I'm not chasing these young dudes. Everybody like, oh, you're in shape. You play at the Kennedy. No, I'm not in shape. I just play. Right. It's against, you know, against dudes my age. So every now and then there's a break. Bro, they was getting – we would score. They was pushing the ball before we could even turn around to run down the court. Yep. So, you know, like, he got a bright future coming up. And it's like we want to build on that because a lot of these kids ain't tall right now. So, they need to have the fundamentals down so that way they could have some type of contribution. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's it, man. Just keep kind of building it from the ground up. That's really what 
like I said earlier, championship type programs start at the lower level. It doesn't start at ninth grade, tenth grade. It has to be built and instilled in those kids from the jump. So let's do it. That's exciting. Um, right, definitely. Let's uh, let's transition here, bro. I know you sent this to me the other day on Facebook. The Redeem Team documentary that's coming out. It'll be crazy, G. Uh, dude, so produced by LeBron and D. Wade, obviously two of our guys, two of our favorite players of all time. Grew up watching them. Um, of course. This will be airing on Netflix on October 7th. So it's basically like a behind-the-scenes look at that gold medal run in Beijing. So what's your thoughts just kind of even seeing that graphic and just hearing the, the little bits and pieces of what's to come? Well, we need it, first of all, because – you know, um, MJ dropped that um, last dance, mm-hmm. and then everybody felt like um, the Lakers was going to drop something for Kobe. And, you know, I don't, we don't know what's in the works for any of that, but mm-hmm. um, obviously Kobe was in the last dance, and we didn't really get no documentary, like I said, on Kobe since his passing. So, like, this is the first thing since it. And mm-hmm. obviously they're going to have so much more behind-the-scenes things that, you know, probably that was aired and we saw – that they'll, you know, bring back in their um, videos that's already out there on YouTube, I should say. Mm-hmm. And and then they'll bring some more behind-the-scenes footage that we didn't get to see. And, and I'm just um, intrigued to see, like, how locked in Cole was because you know he always took a challenge. Mm-hmm. And, and LeBron as well. They coming back from losing to Argentina, I believe, in 04, or whoever they lost to. Yep, 2004, they got the bronze. In 2006, in the FIBA games, they got bronze. And then yeah. that's when this team came together. And in 08, they kind of just – Beat the heck out of everybody, really. Exactly. And uh, I'm I'm the type of guy, like, I get motivated off of movies like that, documentaries mm-hmm. like that. So, like, seeing them have a reason and a point to come back and all these guys put their ego aside for one goal, um, I'm, I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. And like you said, man, like, that's really when I think USA Basketball took that turn in the sense of, like, our best players actually coming together and putting their egos aside and being like, let's just go compete. Let's prove to the world that basically the NBA, because a lot of the NBA players are from the USA, right? right? Basically that the NBA is the best league in the world. Let's show them why and let's let them feel how good we really are, right? So yeah, like, exactly. I mean, taking bronze, taking bronze back-to-back years, 0406, I know – a lot of those guys that were on those teams were upset, obviously. Yeah. It's not like they didn't try, but it's just it wasn't the, the right group of dudes. So like that type of pro ball like we always talk about, bro. Mm-hmm. It wasn't built for. Right. You know, you know what I mean? And, and the put, the FIBA put, game's different, bro. You know that. Yeah, yeah. And to put USA basketball, like you said, back on the map. Like, think about it. We would hear about it on TV and from our parents because it was USA basketball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we support our country, but they wasn't winning, bro. So it was like they wasn't even really aired. They wasn't even trying to really show them on mm-hmm. TV. You know, and then them losing on top of that was embarrassment. So, like, this 08 team brought it back to where it was excitement. We went in again. Everybody was broadcasting it, and it, mm-hmm. it locked us in to be able to watch more basketball and want to see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so in 2008, we were, like, what, like 12, 13 years old? So, like, eighth grade type stuff going into ninth maybe. Or no, not even. Dang, way younger no, than that, wasn't right? We in I'm tripping. League? Yeah, so wait, twelve. Yeah, nine to twelve. We was in little league. Um, yeah. so I mean, we were young, but like that was also we were athletes at that point in our life where we 
we love sports. We loved basketball. And like I said, we saw like, say, all yeah. of our favorite players coming together. Like, I remember yeah. being so excited, bro. Bro, I every game I'm watching, I'm holding my basketball. Mm-hmm. It's like my dad was interested, but then he wasn't at the same time. And then, like, once he saw they started winning, he was like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like, it became a thing when we watched that. And then, like, you know, like, it made me want to look forward to every four years just to watch them guys support and be draped in the flag and, and get that goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's not like a combat where it's like I see a Russian and like we're better than y'all, right? But, you, know, you know, like to just know, like when you see a basketball in my hand and you know I'm from the U.S., y'all got to come to us for it. Yes, mm-hmm. y'all may be fundamentally sound and y'all may be great and y'all right, but when we play y'all five on five or anything of that sort, y'all can't beat us. You know, so it's like it's almost like a confidence boost, mm-hmm. something to brag about. And this 08 team, the redeemed team, they brought that back, like we said. Um, I mean, the the roster itself, bro. Carlos Boozer, at that point, he was a force in the league, really. They was comparing him to Carl Malone, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Because mm-hmm. he was at Utah at that time, right? Yeah. With Darren Williams. Yep, yep. Darren Williams was on the roster as well, where he's forgotten about for whatever reason. But back when we were younger, bro, he was cold. Yeah, that his dude. his, his right-to-left cross was crazy. Jason Kidd was like the veteran of that team. He was like 35, I believe. We had a, a a young LeBron. You had a young D Wade, a young Melo. You had Kobe. He was the captain. Michael Red, left-handed shooter, spaced the floor. Dwight Howard in his in prime. His prime. <laughs> Chris Chris Bosh, Toronto Chris Bosh. So he was hungry. CP3 point guard did it all. Tayshawn Prince, kind of like a glue guy. And Defender, I think I said Carmelo, but Carmelo was there too. I yeah. mean, like that was that, a, that was a squad. But listen, though, for everybody listening, that is the Denver Nuggets Melo. Yeah, bro, that when was a squad. Braids. So that's like Melo at his prime when he was that first step is always going to be quick, but his first step was at his highest. Like that's you think about it. They came in the league in what oh three, so that's five years out of college, bro. Mm-hmm. So that's still Melo in his first step prime. So. That nobody was messing with that team. No, that team in the Olympics at that time. The way they put it together, Coach K, I mean the the way USA basketball, I mean technically recruited all those guys to come together. I'm interested to see how they did that, and also kind of like you touched on, I want to see how they were off the court. Like obviously they always harp on like how a lot of those moments. That's where a lot of those dudes became like brothers. So I want to see how they are as just like normal people hanging out how it translated to the workouts, how it translated to the games. and Competition, all that. Yeah, like that's – I can't wait for that, bro. October 7th, finally something on Netflix, what to be do, honest. All, all it come, and it do come on Netflix, so mm-hmm. you ain't got to pay for nothing crazy. Right. If you, get, if you already got Netflix. If you ain't got Netflix, log into somebody. Right. Hell, hit me up. <laughs> I might even help you out if I like you. Right. No, but that's not, funny. Like, like, bro, and then to know, like, D-Way uh, – was already best friends with Melo and, and Braun, but he got to look up and be teammates with his, another idol and Kobe. Mm-hmm. And then to know, like, Kobe and LeBron, out of all the guys, was the two leaders. Mm-hmm. Because if you notice, those were the two guys who was running the league at that point, bro. Um, they were supposed to meet in the finals back-to-back years, and then they were, that was something that we never was blessed to see. But right. in 08, if everybody remember, that's when Kobe lost to Boston. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, he went on his two-feet. So I'm just intrigued to see all of that um, and how they was able to get them to, like, what was some tactics they was able to do to Vaughn? Right. Just a little something. What was Coach K 
what was his factor in it? Because I, mm-hmm. I know in the interview I saw him say Kobe told him for the first half or something he didn't want to shoot. He just wanted to play strictly defense. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's your reaction off of that, hearing that? And I'm going to say one thing, bro. All these guys, obviously, legends in their own right. But there's one dude, I mean, technically two, but there's one guy that's still playing, which is pretty absurd, and that's LeBron. <laughs> well, Dwight's playing, too. Dwight and Mello, but Man, Dwight talked about he want to be a WWE star. Yeah, I don't know. But that that's a whole other conversation. But that, that roster, I'm looking at it, that was awesome. I can't wait for this documentary to come out. And kind of like we did with The Last Dance and even like Last Chance U, we'll obviously have a segment or multiple segments on it for sure. Yeah, man, because, I mean, that's October 7th. That's eight days before my son's first birthday. Oh, yeah. So that's like that's a present in itself because I'm going to be broke paying for his fat head. <laughs> Good thing you already have Netflix. You don't got to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and I ain't even paid for it. I got Mon Dukes. Me neither. Me too. <laughs> got to. Man, oh, we, we, we ain't staying in their crib, so we got to use it for something. Right, right. Um, one final thing, bro. Uh, kind of continuing our conversation from last episode, the Bronny James spotlight that even over this last week since we recorded is still on the up and coming. Um, I know everybody's seen that right-handed tomahawk dunk he had on the left side. Still, He's still overseas playing with that California basketball club. Um, Skip Bayless hating on him, saying his dad would have used his left, whatever. That's just stupid. He's his just, dad would have dunked it the same exact way. I know you've seen the graphic of that same exact move, same exact poster, but that's besides the fact. Um, My thing is, Skip, you averaged 1.4, 2.4 points in high school. <laughs> And you want to talk about the greatest player in the world? Come on, dude. He, yeah. And then you want to stoop that low and talk about a kid? A kid. You're you, you certified hater, you. bro. I ain't, I don't got nothing against. Never mind, I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> I, I know talk, what I said I, to you. Right, right, right. Um, but like last week, we was talking about um, some of the schools that are showing interest in Bronny. Oregon was kind of emerging as the front runner for recruiting them. Ohio State, Michigan, USC, UCLA. Then LeBron ended up coming out, kind of quote tweeting that note or that narrative, saying like he hasn't taken one visit yet. He's only had a few phone calls with a couple coaches and universities. Like when he announces it, the world will know. Type thing. I mean, what do you what are you thinking of all that? Like what what's Bronny doing? It's some shit in the works that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. So he's just waiting to see if that don't work then. I'm guessing, like, he'll know by the time basketball season starts, by the time school starts. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm he's going into his senior year. You ain't said nothing. So, either you're talking to them coaches private and you're just going to drop it on the world or you waiting on to see if something – a rule change. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a top 50 recruit. I think he's listed as the 47th best player in his class right now, which is still significant, right? I mean, guys – that clip I sent you the other day on TikTok, like – I was just the, about to say. Yeah. The top 50 recruits all hold how many offers? And it was like the 15. lowest. Yeah, the lowest offer was what? Yeah, like 15 or something. They said, no, they hold 15. Yeah. And then the lowest was like, I think he said 10 or 3. Something like that. And like Bronny, Bronny technically doesn't have any. Which is weird. Like kind of like those guys were saying too. Like Akron hasn't offered. Like the smaller schools that like, why not just throw your shot in, right? Like. Just to be like, hey, I was the first, I was the first school to officially 
offer Talk Bronny yeah. James. Yeah. So like you said, something's definitely in the works. Um, we know that Bronny, he's not very like big in the media like you don't really see him doing interviews and he doesn't really talk to too much he doesn't even really use social media that much if we're being honest um right right. so like i feel like that hinders some of his recruitment or maybe it's just they're they're keeping it very private right so i don't know whatever happens happens but like it's it's an interesting narrative that we've never really seen before and i don't think we'll ever see again just because he is lebron james jr and obviously bro like he you know, he got LeBron. That's mm-hmm. his dad. So he'll be able to get the best trainers. He'll be able to do all of that. But I kind of don't want that to, like, I don't want his dad, his dream to hinder Bronny's career, you know? Right. No, I like, got you. Like, I don't want him to want to play with him so bad or him to help Bronny's dreams. He, he Him try to help Bronny's dreams so bad that, you know, Bronny don't technically have a career he could have. Because mm-hmm. honestly, me and you was looking forward to seeing him at Sierra Canyon this year. Mm-hmm. Because like we've been saying in previous episodes, this was his year to be that dude. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I feel like you, I don't know. I mean, obviously, even if he took the traditional route, he wouldn't need to stay there long. I just feel like let him play this senior year out and let him wrap up them offers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he school. needs to commit somewhere soon if college is the the route he's doing. Or he'll need to sign a deal with an overseas or the, the G League Ignite select team, whatever, soon. I mean, at least coming towards the end of his basketball season, senior exactly. season. Like, I know it's only, what, August? But, I mean, the winter is basically here. But think, think about, about it. it. Rob Dillingham know where he's going. He's going to Kentucky. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of the Gabe Cups is going to Indiana. Like, most of those guys, Jerry McCain's going to Duke. Most of um, those guys yeah. in the top 50, they know where they're going already. And that's, Mikey that's, at least got offers. Like, that's pretty normal, to be honest. Yeah, and, like, Mikey got offers. He just hasn't announced anything. That's a whole other spectrum. But, like, Bronny technically doesn't have no offers. Like, how many years ago they were saying, like, Duke and Kentucky were the front runners, and then that kind of shaded away. I mean, coaching changes, at least at Duke. Um, I, was reading, I was reading into some things, like, I, they were saying, like, a lot of like Nike schools or non Nike schools don't want to even consider Bronny because of LeBron's partnership with Nike. Like they don't think they even have a chance, which right. is probably true. But it's just it's crazy. There's a lot that goes into this. It made me wonder, like, is LeBron behind the scenes talking with Adam Silver? Is LeBron behind the scenes with anybody talking so they could go back to the meetings? To make this stuff happen, mm-hmm. instead Bronny, of instead of one year out of high school, you can go right from high school type thing. Yeah, like is is Bronny talking to these coaches and not telling nobody just because he don't want the people trying to persuade him? He want to be able to take his own persuasion. Like it's just a lot of questions, but it's like it almost looked weird because how don't you got no offers? That's what I'm but, saying. But then you could pop out and possibly commit to a school. It's kind of like LaMelo, I guess, a couple of years ago. But obviously his his train track was all over the place. So like exactly. no one knew knew if they could even offer him. Or now with the name, image, likeness stuff, Bronny, he's offerable, right? So right. I don't know, man. I mean, I do know LeBron's new extension that he just signed this week locks him in as a Laker through next season, 2023-24. Then there's a player option in 2024-25, which would be Bronny's first year removed from high school. 
So that's what, like, it's all coming into play. There's a lot of moving pieces that guys like us see it, but not everyone sees it one, but two. We don't know the full aspects of everything. Exactly. Because, I mean, obviously, it's LeBron, so he's connected and well-respected and can talk and have any type of talk he want with anybody in the world. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, uh, I don't know, bro. It's questionable, and I don't. Obviously, they'll make the best move for him, but mm-hmm. I just felt like Sierra Canyon would have been the move for him because obviously you could bring some pieces with him. My little brother was telling me that there were speculations and rumors that Rob Dillingham was about to try to go there, which I doubt mm-hmm. because he pretty much the man at Donda. Yeah. But um, even if so, even if he came there, that's another star to play with Bronny. Bronny just played AAU with him. You he'll, know, so. he'll be at Sierra Canyon, though. Is there is there talk about him not even playing senior, his senior year? Who? Bronny? Yeah. Um, yeah, there was talks that he might, um, just forego it. Yeah. He might try to play, um, with Ignite for two years. Oh, like, uh, what's his name? Do like the one dude that don't play that at all. Kyrie Walker. Yeah. Do like he did. Do something like that. Yeah. Like, like where he just, you know, basically don't play high school. He played like pro. Oh, I'm thinking of, you know, remember Scoot Henderson. He's the guy he for when his senior year of high school, when played for the G League Ignite last year. Yep. And then right, this yep. year, it's going to be his second year on the Ignite because he's still technically not draft eligible due to his yeah. age. Yeah, so I was seeing some speculation that it could be he could be doing that because they were saying, like, they're not for sure if he'll be. Um, I hope like, he stays this year. I think he will. I think he will, but if he ain't got no offer, bro, like, what do you do next? Mm-hmm. Do you Then do you sign with him? Yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, he'll either in the coming months commit to a, a college, he'll either sign with the G League Ignite, play there one year and then enter the draft, or a lot of the talk is him going to the NBL, NBL in Australia and then coming back to the States, putting his name in the draft like LaMelo did. So, Or, like you were kind of touching on, they'll change the whole narrative, they'll change the, the rules and regulations, and he can go to the draft after this, se- this season. So, I mean... I got a feeling, bro, like, he's going to start the season and all these schools just going to start popping out these offers. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see that, bro. I but know. I think we're kind of – we're pushing our our hour-long limit here, bro. Yes, sir. Um, that was episode 73 of the Breaking Barriers podcast. If you made it this far, Tap in with us on Twitter or comment on our lowest, or our most recent social media posts on Instagram. Let us know that you made it this far. Um, GZ Hoops, Breaking Barriers Training, here I know. Shout out to Apple, Spotify, the whole gang, that kind of stuff. And you got anything to say, bro? Nope, just shout out to everybody that made it this far. Y'all some real ones. Mm-hmm. We're we about to get this up, brother. You know we're going to get our day started. Yes, sir. Game at 1230. <laughs> All right, bro. Turn me up. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll be talking to you. Yes, sir.